This is a homebrew podcast. Hey, does anyone see Grundle? We're supposed to be loading up for the assault. Nope. I haven't. Uh, he's not in the cafeteria. (sighs) Where the hell is he? Well, uh, it seems like he's in the rec room playing a game with somebody. What the hell? That was not the time for that. Uh, uh, God damn it, there's no way you're gonna beat me right now. What are you doing, Grundle? Why are you playing games right now when we're supposed to be getting ready for the storm on Zora's ship? Hold on, Oliver. Quarter jets. I'm in the most important battle of my life thus far, right now. You're playing Draenor 77 Realistic Bowling. Yeah, I know. And I'm about to be Trip here. Nivet, turn it off. I'll drag Grundle to the ship. No, don't turn it off. I can't lose this bet. Wait, what did you bet, Grundle? Uh, you know, nothing big. I bet the ship. Like hell you're gonna lose my ship. Uh, it's not that big a deal. We're almost done with the campaign. But yeah, I agree. I don't want to lose it either. But uh, look, I got one more shot. And uh, just one sucker here. Going for the granny shot. You know, it's the sheer fire thing. Uh, one, two, uh, three, uh. Ha! In your face! I win, Trip. Now you have to fight with us in the oncoming assault. And you have to join the crew, technically. That's nice, Nola, but we gotta go. Alright, sign your trip. Sign your life away. And here's your gun. And here's your helmet. You bet the ship for a new crew member? Yes. Trip, welcome to the crew. Welcome back to the meat grinder. I'm Grant Milky here to put the crew through hell and make them earn it. Victims include Austin Brady. Zaldwin, the first Feld of the Lathander 2. Cody Smith. Carl Gauss, um, shocked and appalled. John Cayley. Ah, uh, Nivitz Pozu, uh, I, I was almost eaten. And Tyrell Knight. Heavy arms, Oliver. I am the god of death. Previously on the homebrew, both crew, the crew's allies, and the Grunt army surprised the Lathander 2 finally executing their plan to surprise Zoros and invade the Lathander. The locket, the last waypoint, and their enemy are in sight. The crew fought fish and dinosaur from Pagara, took down a massive Tarrasque. The landing was bloody. As the Tarrasque fell, Zaldwin disregarded our adrenaline-filled avatar of death and finished off a closer that Oliver had marked. Oliver launched a grapple hook at Zaldwin, knocking him unconscious just as the first wave of combat died down for a brief calm before the storm. We pick up here, crew. Zaldwin has fallen. All eight of you are together. Uh, Basically, we're in this brief uh, respite before the fighting resumes. Everyone saw Oliver. This has happened. Uh, It's exactly where we're picking up. Take it away. What the hell just happened there? Uh, I I don't know. Uh, Oliver Oliver told him not to attack that guy, and they did it anyway for some reason. Oliver let him have it. Well, that is unfortunate. I'll be, uh... Carl, can I speak to you for a moment? Uh, sure. Go ahead. Take care of him. Make sure he's okay. Yes, yes, I'll get him back on his feet. Goy's gonna heal. Goy's gonna switch to his healing chalice form and then heal Zaldwin. Okay. Don't you have a limited amount of forms? What do you mean? Forms? I have the three. But I shifted into it last session for the second time. Uh Uh-huh. As my, uh, 
second uh, thingamajig. Why can't I think of words right now? Wild shape. Wild shape. How long does it last, I suppose? Or does it just... I'm thinking it persists now. I know it's not... I don't have infinite because... Like, Uh infinite uses of it because we're not 20 yet. I'll double check the time. The form lasts for 10 minutes. It ends early if you just your choice gives you... Okay. Now I gotta think, did I wild shape at the end of last session or not? I'll go ahead and allow it for now, but you're just changing forms within the 10 minutes of your last cast. You're not casting a new instance. No. Okay. Then just keep track of how many wild shapes you have and we should be good. Okay. And, okay. And Goy's gonna actually use heal on Saldaboy. Yay. Interesting. Okay. And who's our second most uh, lowest person? Probably Tevian. He had one. Oh, Tevian has one health. All right, and then he'll get the 14 heat. That's two sixth-level spells down. I know. Zaldwin's going to take a moment just trying to get their brain straight, I think, while Gray uh, kind of takes Carl to the side. What can I do for you, Gray? Listen, I don't know much about the politics of this group, but you seem to be the controller of heavy arms. Yeah, I've never seen him do that before. Then it's time for you to control. Do what your dynamic is. You know that was uncalled for. You know what's out there. You know that we can't be picking fights amongst ourselves. Yeah. If you're the boss, start acting like it. Uh, yeah, I'll talk to him. Um, I'll see what I can do. I Gray will walk away frustrated and then go over to Mr. Goy uh, and, you know, make sure that they're okay. Uh, he'll be fine. Yeah, uh, Carl will go up to Oliver. Hey, uh, you doing all right? Couldn't help but notice that you just uh, knocked out Zaldwin. Um, Oliver... I don't know. I don't think Oliver says anything. I think he's just like staring ahead, waiting to move forward. <sighs> well, we don't have a whole lot of resources to be screwing around. You know, we got to make sure we keep on the proper targets. And I don't know if that was a misfire. I don't think it was, judging by what you said. But let's just keep the the death focused on the enemy. I don't. I don't think Zaldwin meant to get in your way. I don't know why he wanted that guy. I don't know if that was like a vendetta thing because he was a closer, or if he just wanted to make sure we were safe. Or I don't. I don't know what that was, but I'm sure he was just trying to do his best. Not everyone's as combat focused as you and me, so you might have to cut him some slack. I guess. I. I know you did everything you could to save Goy, and I appreciate that. So I. I don't know. You seem like you've got your wits about you, but I just want to make sure everything's still straight in there. Um, Oliver will, like, kind of, like, turn his head and, you know, look at Carl for the first time and just say, It's gonna get worse. Just stay out of my way. (laughs) What happened? (coughs) What's going on? I'm guessing we won? (sighs) Well, we won the fight, but I think you lost your argument. Argument? Well, your face in Oliver's fist had an argument. You lost. As it starts to come back to Zaldwin, Zaldwin's going to slowly push themselves up to... He's going to push himself up to his feet, and he's going to approach Oliver. Uh, Zaldwin, just maybe just stay out of his way. Uh, I, 
He's not in a very stable place right now, I don't think. I thought you were my friend. I thought you were... I thought you were like a brother to me. If I wasn't, you'd be dead. Is this just what you are? Is this what you were always destined to be? You know how many people have died so far in the Lathander? He just looks at Zaldwin, and there's just tears streaming down his face. I feel every single one. Zaldwin's going to look back at the battlefield and is going to point at each of the allies who have fallen and is going to cast Reincarnate on each one. Just the allies, though. (laughs) Wow. Okay. So, shit. (laughs) A smattering of former Grung all around you. All of these different dragonborn elves, dwarves, gnomes, halflings, tieflings. They get wrapped in this light. And when the light fades, they stand there uh, anew, standing back up in a half-beautiful, half-terrifying display. Zaldwin's going to fly above them. I'm sorry, do you want to continue? It just reminds me of the scene in Game of Thrones when the Night King, after the big battle, after Ah. the Night King, and then he, like, raises everyone. That's what it reminded me of. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. The opposite, but yeah, I get that. Feel it's like, like the good night of, king. Yeah. Day king! Good night king. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Zaldwin is going to fly above the crowd, covered in blood, covered in viscera from the Tarrasque. You've all died once. I offer you two options. Continue to fight or live how you want to live. Do you move forward with us? Mm. Give me a persuasion check. 16. Yeah, so I mean, their training is gone. They can carry weapons. They can fight. They're not going to be the same effectiveness that they would be. And I think with the persuasion of 16, as the Grung are starting to pull out the ones who have been slightly damaged, uh, I think you need to make some tactical decisions. What I will allow you is if you want these less trained people who do choose to stay and fight, you know, having this like core directive that they had before, you know, still having that reverence for you and for everyone else, you can make them stay, not make them, you can allow them to stay, but they're going, it's going to be very dangerous for them. So this is, this is great. What I have done on the map, if you all take a look at the Lathander map, you can see the results of the invasion thus far. So let me take, I put seven back. I'm gonna take five away and leave two if you want. So based on the results of how it's been going, everyone needs to write down they have seven sources of inspiration. So you have seven, they're stacking for this one fight. I'm going to let it stack. So this is from people whose unit was either wiped out or they won a heroic victory. So everyone gets seven of those stacking inspirations that they can use whenever they would like to. For every unit that took part in the combat, um, four of them had to, was completely wiped out. Four of them had to pull back because of casualties. Now, you have the choice to make those people stay or have them stay or ask them to stay. They will follow your orders. This is war, right? Like they're going to listen. So if you tell these very heavily damaged units to stay and fight, they will. Otherwise, they're going to pull back. The wing that you are in, the large craft wing, is going pretty well. 
for the most part, you have taken out most of the closer or the clone forces. The small craft is pretty neck and neck, but they have Evendal, and they currently outnumber the clones. The auto bay has been completely secured as of this moment. Obviously, reinforcements are coming, but that's where you landed the Hawk and where uh, Silverface is, and you put a lot of Grung forces and clone forces there. And so the auto bay is completely taken. They have completely secured it 100%. So I thought it would be fun. So the reason you can see the whole map is because the whole interaction with breaking out of prison and getting Evendal to come with you and then having him stay and talk to everyone. That's why I've revealed the whole map to simulate the idea of like Evendal giving you that insider information. I thought it'd be even more fun to simulate the secure comms. So if you remember, Carl and Grundle use their creation powers to come up with these secure communication devices so that you can't, um, Zoros can't like listen in. So I thought it would be fun for me to deafen myself, to take off my headset and you guys kind of decide what you're going to do next as the reinforcements start to come in and any adjustments you want to make to the plan, anything like that, you can do that. And then you can just kind of signal me when you want me to come back in and I will go ahead and select where Zoros goes, where the clone forces go and where the commanders go. I will do that without knowledge of what you're planning that to kind of simulate you having those secure comms. So does that make sense? That's cool. Yes. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So come up with a plan and then signal me when you want me to jump back in. I'm going to move the commanders and I'm going to move. You have your seven sources of inspiration. I've done all the other things. So the only thing I need to, so the cloning facility is going to spit out some additional units. Four, the commander forces have started to approach. So you guys just need to decide what your next move is. You need to decide, are you um, going to have your injured forces stay? until total eradication, or are you going to allow them to withdraw? And are you the reincarnated forces? Are you going to be keeping them on the battlefield as well? And then someone give me a 1d6 just so I can know what commander we're fighting. Whoever's feeling lucky. Literally. Five. Perfect. Okay, so um, we will basically the bay, reinforcements are coming. You've caught your breath. So use any potions. Make sure you're tracking your spells, potions, anything like that. This is not a short rest. This is just a moment to, like, get yourself together, if that makes sense. Right. Strategize, and then signal me when you want me to jump back in with if the plan's changing, if you're moving any forces anywhere, so you can communicate freely with Evendal, Silverface, all the Grung forces, so to speak. And I'm gonna... I'll be right back. Yell at me when you're ready. Okay. Well, this is gonna be interesting. All right. All right, he's gone. So what do we do? Um... Figuring out who's going to retreat, who's staying, what's the like, you know, our strategy right now overall, because we're talking to everybody on our comps. For sure. Maybe. What do we do? I mean, should we should we just do the plan as we've already decided? I mean, things seem to be going well. It does look like one of our things lost. I the, we didn't land in the private bay. No, the uh, the squadron face. from the auto bay was going to go up and protect the private bay in case Zoros tried to escape. That's correct. Okay. Yeah, because the hawk can stay in the auto bay. But here's the issue: is the cloning bay is going to be a growing problem. Yes, and also it looks like our Evendal's group is going to be tangled up, and our hope for our fail safe is going to be either stalled completely or it's 
gonna take them more time to get there because they're still neck and neck fighting. Oh, they're still fighting in there? Yeah, they're still fighting in there right now. We could redirect Silverface and his men right down to the cloning base and have them try to uh, nullify that threat. Or commandeer it. Yeah. Could yeah, try yeah, to yeah. commandeer it. Yeah. Commandeer or destroy if unable to commandeer, and then they could possibly move to the engine room in Evendal's stead. Maybe just give up the private the private bay if Zoros gets there. We'll have to chase him down another day. The problem, yeah, the problem is if he bails in a ship. You should be able to hold him at least for a bit. But we have a fleet. If he tries to bail, won't he just be shot down by Maxwell's ships? Are ships outside? And the Grunk ships that are currently outside? Or grabbed by the Hawk. Literally grabbed. Yeah. I mean, the Hawk is parked in the auto bay. So it can't. Yeah, the, the. I mean, it well, can fly the, out. The f- Hawk can fly itself, right? With Captain Dern. Yeah. Yeah, Dern can yes. fucking pursue. But if Dern pursues, then we're left here without an escape plan. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So I, I guess what just... we're at is either we nullify the threat of growing enemies from the cloning and fully assert them down like both sides to go to the engine room to secure like a guaranteed disabling of the Lathander or stay on course, hope that we can finish this before the clones become an issue, secure the engine room and continue to guard the private bay, I guess. I feel like... Um, I feel like there's a certain level of arrogance on Zoros's side that I doubt he'll leave, thinking he can squash us. Yeah, I mean, put an end. That was to this. my thought too. Is I have a feeling he's too cocky to leave. So if we but. if we don't if we want to take the risk that he's not gonna run, I think that securing the cloning bay and then continuing to secure the armory in the engine room is probably our most effective strategy because. From here, they can go to life support if they need to. They can go to electrical. They can go to medical. You know what I mean? Like, this gives a huge mm-hmm. amount of control if they secure this area down here. Yeah. So I would say if we redirect all of our current forces that aren't our forces up here down, and then we continue on as, like, a strike team mm-hmm. to get to the to get to get the control. I agree. Maybe. I'm not against it. What are these purple things on the map? They seem to correlate with this in the captain cor- captain's quarters. I don't know. Are those teleporters? I thought those were teleporters for clones to come through. No, the clones. Oh, I thought the clones went like, through the specific. Tube. Yeah, there's a. Like, it looks. I think basically you're right. the Jeffrey's tube is, right like, there. Uh, I think it is so that Zoros can move to any any yeah. bay he wants freely. Oh, uh, that maybe they're like view screens. I don't know. So he can watch what's going on? No, I think Austin might be right. They're probably portals for him to move throughout the ship of his own volition without having to walk the ship. Where's the fifth portal at? I don't know if that is because, you know, you notice that Zoros has a tube right here that runs all the way down through to the fucking... All the way to life support. Yeah. You don't think that that's his escape thing? Those are You think those are portals? No, I think that's just support pipes i don't know guess that's possible but this other pipe was my thing is there's those four portals but there's five portals in his like captain's quarters there's the fifth one i don't know it's not visible i don't know but yeah i think our the solid plan is 
auto bay instead of secure and private bay splits off most of their group to go help in the cloning, taking a cloning to assist Avondal's forces. Because if we can commandeer the cloning facility, yeah, we can just clone Grum. Oh. Can we just insta-clone? I, I know the... I don't know how that works for switching it up. I know, like, the clones that they're producing are closers, fixers, and muscles. I've heard of rapid growth clones, but rapid grung clones? <sighs> and also, I'm not a big fan of having the grung gang fast clones. Yeah. But, yeah, I don't know. We'll worry about the repercussions of the grung and their advancement later. Yeah, well, th- that that's a worry for after, I guess. <laughs> that's a campaign <sighs> two uh, <laughs> question. Yeah. But I just don't know, like, how, like, if we could throw a new clone into it. Yeah. Alright, so we all agree Smallcraft and Auto Bay are going to head south once they've cleared prospective areas, and Silverface is going to commandeer or destroy the cloning bay, whichever he's able to do. I think so. Sounds like it. Yes. Do we do we want the hawk to wait outside the private bay still? Can it move through the ship? I think we have to keep the hawk destroying the clones as they come out of the cloning bay. Until we secure the cloning bay, the hawk has to stay where it is and kill all the clones that come through there and hold that, that weight. Oh yeah, so that they don't uh, get in the auto ships and move out to hit our fleet. Yeah. Now, after we've taken over a cloning, and if we're throwing new clones there, then we can tell Duran to take everybody else to like watch the exit on the outside. Agreed. Okay. Okay. That's a pretty good idea. So Hawk stays in auto bay, holds the auto bay. Silverface is gonna move south to take cloning. Evendal, once he finishes up his work there, he's gonna head for the engine room. All right. All right. Now, after we secured all this, uh, well, are we keeping the... One of the other things we were supposed to ask is, are we keeping the resurrected people and injured here? Are they fighting more, or are we putting them to the boats and getting out? Fighting more? They knew what they signed up for. I actually agree with that. I didn't think Austin would agree with me. But yeah, I would say the same thing. <laughs> well, that's Austin. Zaldwin would probably... Uh you know, say otherwise, but Gray is here, and Gray is like, you signed the contract, you follow through, so. Yeah, I mean. I know that they're in a weakened state because they just got, you know, birthed and all, but I do think that a guy with a gun is better than, better no than guy not with a, gun. a guy with a gun. Yeah. yeah. Or the Emperor. <laughs> or the <Yeah>. Emperor. <laughs> God, that's yep. so terrible of us, but... Gotta win. We gotta the Imperium win. Imperium of man. Some, some of you may die, but that is a price I am willing to pay. Now, I can. Whoever does decide to stay, I can turn them all into ancient crystal dragons. What? I mean, they're gonna be way more effective that way. <laughs> I mean, I would say <laughs> if you could tell, turn me into a fucking dragon. Like, I would be a dragon. <laughs> Because anyone I can see, if yeah, I'm looking anybody. out into a crowd, I can Jesus turn into Christ. an ancient crystal dragon. I mean, the only issue is we don't have an out later. That is the last of my god powers. That is true. But an army of dragons would be fucked. Hell yeah. I mean, while we have the most people, is ideally the best I mean, it's time do or to die, use right? that power. Yeah. Because it is how many people you. It's. 
an infinite amount of people, but you have to be able to see them, correct? As long as you can see them, yes. yeah. So everyone as we currently have them. available. Yeah, so we That'll want give the us most a people. very intense boost in our ability to move. And it'll make, honestly, it would make me feel a lot less scared of our capabilities as a strike team <laughs> to have scared. a bunch of crystal dragons. I mean, right? The bulk of our forces are headed to the south. We're the only ones going north. We have crystal dragons accompanying us as a death squad. Uh, I mean, man, that's. I feel like that's that going to be insane. a little more intimidating. Are we turning Grong into crystal dragons as well? Yes. I think anybody that's here. Is this permanent? Everyone that, everyone that is yes. currently here. It is immediately permanent. Are we turning into crystal dragons? The Grong will eat it up. It's transcendence. They're being shaped by their god. Are you turning us into crystal dragons? Do you want to be a crystal dragon? Yeah, that's up to you, dude. Do I get full health? <laughs> uh, crystal dragons dragon. have crystal dragons have two hundred and twenty-two hit points. That would be an upgrade for Carl. Uh, your armor class would be twenty. Um, you can shape change, so you could shift back into Carl. You'd just be a crystal dragon now. You can teleport <laughs> for sixty feet as a bonus action. Yeah. I mean, if I retain uh, all class features and shit, then yeah, I don't see why not. You have legendary actions and shit. I don't know if you retain class features. I don't think you get your. Yeah, class I think features. you're that you you're no you, longer you're an just, artificer. You're a crystal dragon. Even when in human form. I don't know the answer to that. Even when in human form, your stat block will become ancient crystal dragon. Ah, yeah. forget it. Now I wonder if you. Let's <laughs> shape change. Yeah, because your cybernetics and everything would disappear. You'd just be a dragon now. I like the idea of being a dragon, but not that much. All not you'd have to do is wait an entire year for me to change you back. <laughs> In a year, I'll have created anything. All kinds of crazy shit as a dragon. I'll have dragon scissors. <laughs> All right. All right. I mean, it sounds like we've got our plan. I don't want to be a dragon anymore. Okay. Okay. I don't know if all of the those are just like the pictures of muscle still left in our bay, the four, if, or if we finished our car, our bay, and those are all of our units. Yeah. But that's four, at least four units of Grung. Now, as Crystal Dragons, they're going to be way more powerful than they were as just Grung. We could have probably just four one, grung. maybe two of them hold this, and then we could take one group of Crystal Dragons with us and then have one of the groups of Crystal Dragons go help out Evendal and then push south. Yeah. Grant. Hello. Hey Grant, how Hi. many how many Grung constitute one Grung token on the map? I think it was like forty. Huh, yeah, so the the I'm trying to think, the a clone unit is one D three muscle, one D six closers, and one D four uh fixers. So a let me get a quick average here. So we'll say the we'll say a grung soldier is like CR twelve. So a grung unit would be like fifteen to fifteen to thirty people, just depending on how strong they are. How many are here with us in the large craft bay? How many are here with you? Yeah. Yes. Let's just so there's well, the, the, are you counting the reincarnated people who are staying? Yes. 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 Okay. So we've got one. So we'll give you two units then, two additional units. So 15, 30, 45, 60, 75, 
like a hundred, uh, we'll say like a hundred and thirty people. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Oh, Grant, I'm gonna make you so mad, and I'm so happy for it. If you're gonna turn them into dragons, just know that you have a power-hungry, world-conquering army that now has 130 dragons. I, you think I didn't plan for this? You're the one who's crazy. That's we, your decision. We, we agreed that that's a, a problem for campaign two. <laughs> You're or at the least worst camp- gods or ever. Campaign, campaign three. <laughs> well, the best know. gods ever. Our grung are transcending. Their gods are reshaping them. They will yeah. worship us un- unquestionably. I am going for the rest to. Okay, so you're doing that for sure. You've discussed that and finalized that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let me just open up my campaign two notes real quick here. 130 <laughs> ancient crystal <laughs> dragons is what you asked for, right? Yep. Oh my god, you guys are fucking insane. And what, okay. like a third of those are people with no memories, right? Yeah. <laughs> they just. Wow. Uh, I asked if they were going to fight alongside us, and they said yes, and then I just turn them into fucking dragons. It's gotta be fucking jarring. Like, you're a frog, you die, then you're a gnome, and then you're a dragon. Like, all within the course of, like, 20 minutes. That's gotta be And then you can turn back into a human. (laughs) Just just gonna say, this has to solidify the fact that these men in front of them are their gods. Sure. There's a space problem we're running into. A little bit. Yeah, the stars are dying. (laughs) No, the in, in the, the space no. I think there's the a literal. Thing. I think there's a literal space problem. Uh, let me see. Let me see how many you can actually fit in here before we. I mean, it, they're very high ceilings too. You're gonna stack them on each other. Uh they all oh, have the God. ability to shape change into. <laughs> they're mortal. They Smaller, are like right? a, well, a it does form. happen immediately, and these are brand new abilities that they're dealing with. True, true, true. So. Just gonna move. This is a weird thing. Um, it's like a it's like a really funny math problem. It's like if you have 130 frog soldiers, and then they turn into crystal dragonborn. All right. Dragons. If if we couldn't actually fit all of them in there, I would say we would change our resurrected forces first. That makes sense. You know, if we're gonna make fanatics, we're gonna make fanatics. We brought them back to life, and now they're dragons. I'd be pretty fanatical. I mean, it is. I mean, his power is like he can only do it. He can only do it once. So it's either all of them or nothing. I'm dead. I'm alive. I'm dead. I'm alive. I'm a dragon. I shot and I missed. So I shot and I missed again. I shot and I missed. Roll twenty is not happy with me right now. <laughs> no, it's not. It's like why are there so many dragons here? Oops, all dragons. Hey guys, we could send we could send like over half of these to the private bay now. Oh my god, I think you can fit them all in here too. Fuck Yay. Yeah. Just gonna unleash this on the ship. It's like that math problem where it's like fitting thirty-two squares in a square and they're all like lopsided instead of perfectly stacked or whatever. Have you seen that? It looks like the chocolate bar problem right now, where like you cut a chocolate bar at an angle and you're supposed to get like extra chocolate out of it, but you don't actually. Yeah. You take out, it ends up just taking out one of the little Hershey bars out of the big Hershey bar. But the way you cut and stuff, it restacks and it looks like a full regular Hershey bar. Yeah. Okay, so that is, wow. So this is 64. This is 128. 
Wow, okay. So this room fills with ancient crystal dragons. You can fit them all, so that was not an issue. Okay, um, what else is happening concurrently with this before we handle this next part? Well, we ended up with a lot more crystal dragons than we initially were thinking we had. Yeah, no, I, I, I got it. We we got the plan here. <laughs> oh, um, Jesus Christ. Oh my God. Uh, Silverface yeah, and his units, uh-huh. minus the hawk, are going to be redirected south to secure cloning. Okay. The hawk will remain in the auto bay to defend the auto bay from any clones trying to take off and attack the fleet. Evan Dahl's orders remain the same. Head to the engine room. Half of these dragons are now going to secure the private bay. You have no way of getting to the private bay from without going through the inside. So you're heading across the ship. Yeah, they would head across the ship. Okay. Wait, did did we did we say half of the dragons? I feel like a quarter of the dragons will be fine. I feel like twenty five dragons could go okay that bay pretty well. All right, twenty five dragons are gonna try to move across the ship and secure the. 25 dragons or 25 percent? 25 dragons? Uh, I mean, if we wanted percent, that's like, what, 30? Oh my god, make a decision. 30? Just, I'm just, How many I dragons just do you want? pedantic. Fuck. How many dragons? This 30 many. dragons? That many dragons are gonna go. Well, they can't just walk in. There's... Well, I mean, they're gonna go. Right, I got it. This many dragons can just walk into the private bay. They're going to head across a ship. Okay, so a... A muscle crew would be equal to about three of these. So I'm going to cut these down by a third. Muscles are a lot more beefy than I, I, I think about. Muscles are CR, uh, yeah, 23, I think. Okay, so let me organize these into actual units now that we know that they're all going to fit. My bugs! My bugs! I actually am curious sometime for a, like, a between episode show, it'd be fun to have four ancient crystal dragons fight one of my units of clones just to see who won because I'd be very yeah. curious how that would wind up because I think it'd take four of them but we'll see four crystal dragons I thought you were going to say that it would be fun to play a campaign where we were all four crystal dragons <laughs> <laughs> that would be funny imagine a dude being like what's the last thing you remember be like well I was a gnome it was <laughs> fucked man we <laughs> were in space <laughs> well I was a gnome the true Nivet's origin story. That time I got reincarnated as a gnome. That anime that everyone really likes. Yeah, totally. You did greatly increase their power, though. Okay, so this is actually how many units that you have. That's still pretty respectable. Yeah, it's still, this whole place is fucking crawling. With dragons. With dragons. Oh, you, got, you gotta love it. One of those things you don't see every day. I thought I'd seen everything. So Evendal is heading south. Do you want him to stay and finish off the fight for the small craft bay? Or do you want him to just head straight there? Um, no, finish the fight in the small craft bay, then move forward. Okay. Yeah. All right. We can probably have, uh, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, six units um, of dragons move to the private bay. Um, six units of dragons head to small craft to help secure Evendal's fight. To back him up. Yeah, to bolster numbers. Okay. And then what, the rest with us? Yeah. So we'll have them in transit, um, and then we'll count one, two, 
Man. You could actually send some units as a just as a to Back split up. their forces even further. We could send uh, units straight towards navigation. Jesus. Okay. I gotta say, guys, I did not think this was gonna happen. Well, six units are making the trek across to the um, private bay through the crew quarter module. So you guys have yeah, not been think, through that door yet. I think another six would support them as far as the portal, the door to navigation, and then they would break off towards navigation. So 12 units would go until they hit here, and then six would, yeah, six, the six units who were tasked with private would head this way, or what's left of them, and the six units, okay. um, or what's left of them will head towards navigation. Got it. So that you guys are aware, the way that your commanders work, uh, they can kill, they can they can win a fight with up to four units before they are up for destruction, at which point is it is the normal 1d6 roll. So they win four battles before they um, have the 1d6 roll. The 1d6 roll is one and two is a loss, three and four is a close call, five and six is a victory. That goes for the enemy commanders as well. They can take out four units before... Um, before they start making that roll. Okay. The um, the cloning facilities have dropped a uh, four closer units on Silverface. Yep. And a commander has attacked Silverface. So on a commander versus a commander, it'll be just a straight 1d6 roll, one to three. Um, the uh, Zoros's commander doesn't lose one of its four points. And on a three to six, or on a four, five, or six, Silverface would not lose their four. Does that make sense? So as of right now, Evendal has, or Silverface has three, and Evendal has three, because they have both, um, they have both been in a fight and they have used up one of their freebies. Okay. So Evendal can take quite a bit of the closer forces in the small craft bay, and you have a little bit of a grunt force in there. You've got six dragons in transit, so they have reboarded dropships and they are making the trek back here to reinforce. You have 12 okay. heading across. What are you doing with the rest of these? How many do we got now? As of now, uh, you would know from just like a comms and such, a commander has entered each of the bays. So the bay doors where you're at have just opened and there's a commander there. And then you need to decide if you are going to have them battle with dragons or if you are going to attack them. And then... There's a commander attacking Silverface, and a commander has just entered the small craft bay too, where Evendal is. So we see this command, like he's obviously a commander. Yeah, they, the do doors open, and there is a very powerful enemy there. I'm sorry, guys. Oliver's gonna fight. Okay. Yeah. Like Oliver will fight. He won't put yeah. someone in front of him. He's gonna fight. So um, let's see. The twelve are going to start by. The commander would accept, you know, would engage in combat with you as you approach them. I'm going to delete the orange. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The orange line. Okay. So this bay door opens. Uh, there is a massive... Is the hawk able to lend support to Silverface in this fight? Yes, the hawk is The hawk is assisting. Okay, okay, okay. Continue. We'll make those rolls as soon as we're done with the commander fight here. Yep. So the bay doors open. You rolled a five. There is a massive plated figure in front of you. Uh, they stand at least 15 feet tall. 
they hold in their hand. They have these spectral red chains and uh, flanking them are these four massive demons, uh, huge winged demons with whips and sword. The commander strides forward and looks to each of you. All eight of you will be partaking in this fight. Please roll initiative. (sighs) All right, boys. Um, I never actually healed up during the... uh... We used some potions before that. We were just, we were all plotting that whole time frame. Oh, you didn't, you do your potions and stuff? No, we have not yet. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to have to drink some of these supreme healing potions. Okay. Do what you need. Do what you would have done. 49. Pretty good roll, Rundle. 30 health for Tevian. I have one potion loaded into my stems and that's it. I think uh, the others have some potions for you. Yes, nicely. Oliver's in really good shape. But like, yeah, I'm just saying like I don't have much in the way of healing past right now as we move forward. You guys all healed up? Yeah, and sorry, I didn't have gray in initiative, but they're in there now. Okay. This creature, this massively plated creature holding these um, these four red spectral leashes of these demons walks forwards, drops the leashes, uh, pulls out. They seem to have this like glowing uh, rune disc in one hand and a spear in the other hand. He looks to each of you one by one takes his time, drops into a fighting stance. Okay. Okie dokie. You have disturbed the balance and will be judged. Hey, that's my line. You have been to exile already. I can smell it on you. The gods you met, I put them there. And this disc this that he's holding in one hand gets larger and his spear crackles with energy. Tevian, you're up. I'm gonna move here. He just steal my line? I'm pretty sure he just stole my line. I can't have that. And Tevian's gonna rip out the Goss rifle and he's gonna open fire on this fool. Okay. 21. That's not hit. 20. 27. 27 hits. Crowds fly, plinking off this fool. The last one finally finds purchase as I sight in. Um, is he holding one of the things? Like, I know the, the disc seems to be floating, right? Mm hmm. He has a sword in the- hand and then a disc, right? He has a glaive. Like a spear. A okay, okay, okay. It's a glaive, sorry. I am going to attempt. I said spear earlier. Yeah, I'm gonna use. Uh, I'm gonna try disarming shot mm-hmm. on this. And I'll add my superiority dice to damage. 12 more damage. Woo! And um, he needs to roll a strength save against my. What is it? 8 plus my proficiency plus my dex. 19. Or drop the glaive. Yeah, you shoot the glaive out of his hand. You will be judged. Tell me I'll be judged. You're, you're the one who'll be judged. Uh, and that's the end of my turn. Got it. All over. His arms reposition and reshape as the helmet clamps around his head, and he drops into protect mode as he charges forward. I think I'm going to have to run. going to dash 80 feet. Make sure that's right. going to dash 80 feet forward, and I mm-hmm. think that's going to be it here. Okay. Yeah. Oliver just fucking takes off. Zaldwin. Uh, Zaldwin's going to use a bonus action to dash forward 75 feet right behind Oliver and is going to take out a good old school laser pulse rifle and is going to attempt to shoot at the uh, creature in front of them. Uh, I do not have sneak, so I'm taking that off. 
It's been so long since I've used my pulse rifle. It's a 21 <laughs> to hit for 11 damage. It does not hit. Clatters off its armor. Um, I'm going to attack again then. I pull back the release on the round and an energy cartridge pops out, steaming, clattering to the ground. It's a 27 Ooh. to hit. That hits. Nice. I shoot the exact same spot that I shot before, burrowing a little harder in. Mm-hmm. Nice. Is that a magical weapon? I believe it does... Uh, no, it does bludgeoning damage. I don't believe the pulse rifle. Does it have a plus to the weapon? Or is it just a regular weapon? Uh, it was like the first weapon I got. I doubt it does. Oh, I'm looking at Sheet. Okay. It seems like it doesn't quite do the damage you would expect it to. Oh, it it has a plus one. It is a plus it one. It does have a plus one? Yeah. Okay. Then disregard. All right. Anything else, Saldwin? Uh, Hermes is going to swoop up a little closer. Um, I've used my bonus action and my two actions. Can Hermes get off a shot here? Yes. Hermes is going to shoot a Eldritch Blast at the man. Okay. Crit, baby! Nice. For seven damage. Get him, Hermes. Snowboy's doing his job, though. Yeah, he's doing good. Yeah, little pop shots. Uh, and I believe that ends my turn. Got it. Imagine that right. squiggle under the guy is his health bar and it hasn't moved. Yeah. At the end of your turn, hmm, they're going to use their legendary action to step forward and scoop up their glaive and resume a fighting position. And that brings us to Gray. Uh, Gray is also going to be moving forward. Uh, Gray is going to run up 65 feet um, using a dash action and is going to use their bonus action to enter uh, Blade Song. Wonderful. Anything else, Greg? Uh, action and bonus action. Um, would I still be hasted from the previous combat? No. No. It only lasts a minute. Okay. It te- definitely took us more than a minute to strategize. Okay, yeah, that's that's the end of Gray's turn. I just have to get in range of these fuckers. They were so far away. It's a big map. Um... Mr. Goy. Goy is going to call lightning, and a storm's going to start a brewing at the top of the, the hangar, and a lightning bolt's going to crash down on the big boy. Dex okay. save, DC 19. Uh, dexterity is the thing that this is bad at. Uh, it takes the damage. Uh, 22 damage. Looks like it doesn't quite do as much damage as you would think. Resisted the effects of the spell somewhat. Actually, are you sure? Because I don't want to have to have light. They ignore resistance to lightning damage. Oh. So if he has lightning wow. damage, yeah, he does That's not. That's incredible. Yeah, he, they take the they take the full damage. That's a pretty badass thing. I'm actually. It's never really come up yet, but I was like, Goy's gonna take this pretty early on for whatever reason. I decided, and now I'm happy at it. No, that's really cool. There you go. It, it just happened. And that'll be Goy's turn for the moment. Got it. Hey, everybody. It's your favorite creator god and editor, MC Professor G. Carl Gauss. And I'm going to have to cut you off for the week. I know how much y'all love that. Thanks for tuning in. We couldn't do any of this without you. Come hang out with us on Discord. Discord.gg slash the homebrew podcast. We have a really awesome community growing. Come check it out. 
come let me know how much you love it when I interrupt the podcast. If you have a few extra credits, go check out our Patreon. Patreon.com slash The Homebrew. $2 gets you access to Liam's Tiny Chat, the show about the show, and all kinds of other cool stuff like rotating monthly wallpapers and monthly PDFs. Get a shout out from Grundle. If you want some dice, go check out our dice sponsor, FanRollDice.com. Roll those babies. Use promo code HOMEBREW at checkout for 10% off. Join us next week for the exciting conclusion of the fight, episode 106 of The Homebrew. Thanks for listening, listeners. Our story has come to a close for the week, and that means it's time to thank our listener sponsors, starting with Samuel Pierce, who shall forever be emblazoned upon the Homebrew Wall of Fame as our first Crusher Mania season pass holder. Thanks for believing in us, Sam. As well as Ryan, a longtime listener. Don't forget about Tara Hoffman, that one ender who thought rolling down the window in space was safe. Uh, Rest in peace, Tara. Watch out for Adrian Josie, the silent assassin who just broke out of the prison colony on Hadria. And Trevor, zombie dad, Belmont, hunter of the unholy. You're a bastard, Trevor, but you're the bastard I choose to fight alongside. Special thanks to the last guppy, last of his kind, in search of a new home. And Austin Katzenberger, the inventor of the cat burger and secret nemesis of Ricky Rat. Check out Austin's project at foldsofhonor.org. And Timon King, previously a longtime listener of Galaxy to Galaxy Radio, who hacked their location and joined the crew. I knew I should have set up that extra firewall. Oh well. Of course, there's Colossus, a rock golem formed in nature and then lost in the stars. Hope to see you again someday, Colossus. Here's to you, Tritus, the fifth cog. Best damn warforged gunslinger this side of the Milky Way. And Odin, the egg thief. Get your damn hands off my goddamn eggs, Odin. Keep an eye out for Zip, a tiny adventurer seeking to help his parents. Good luck, little guy. And Brendan Baker, a simple slaughterer for beef. I'm sure Mr. Goy would approve. There's been another sighting of ghostly Bigfoot. Grundle's long-lost friend and fellow abomination. Gotta be more careful, big guy, or they're gonna find you one of these days. And the illustrious Kantuka Numba, a tamer of dragons and creator of musical delights. Special thanks to Ariar, the warforged monk who joined the crew in search of their missing car keys. They're always the last place you look. Might want to watch out for Zuma, a mortal who is searching the galaxy for a cure to the disease he is cursed to spread. Probably going to need to keep six feet, or maybe six light years from this guy. Incoming SOS from Captain Joe Rogers says here he's stuck on Terra in a future beyond all comprehension. Whatever that means. Special thanks to Chaos Incarnate, Destroyer of the Multiverse, forever trapped in a frying pan. Hopefully not Grundle's frying pan. Can't forget about Den the Friend, the governor of flowers. Nap with him in the rolling fields of flowers. Experience having a true friend. What's the deal with all this fungus among us lately, you ask? Well, you can thank Trip for all that. You know, Trip, the druid that chooses to fight the darkness with mushrooms. Well, hey, at least they seem like a fun guy. Can't forget about Zero, the time-traveling druid. Wait, who? Three cheers for Cerberus Rising, an improbable pirate pulling off improbable heists. When they're not being a danger to everyone. And we can't forget about Finn M. The Ace of Spades. 
I wonder what other cards he got up his sleeve. Hmm, we better watch out for this fella, Chris Madison. He's the vape king. He'll smoke ya. Find out about our Patreon offerings at patreon.com slash the homebrew, and we'll see you next week.